Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Let's pray. Say, Heavenly Father. Say, Heavenly Father. We pray. That the Father of Glory, say the Father of Glory, say the Father of Glory, say the Father of Glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to us the riches of the Spirit of Wisdom. Can you see the Godhead here? You can see the Godhead. What do you see? The Father. You see what? The Son. And you see what? The Spirit. Yet he says, Father is the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. Such humility. Jesus is God. The Holy Ghost is God. Yet he says, the Father is the God of our Lord Jesus. And Jesus has no problem with that. Amazing. Now, because they work together, he's saying that if that is true, then there is an impartation of the Holy Ghost. You see, he said, the Father of glory, the Father of glory, which means all of them agree that all glory belongs to the Father. And where Jesus stands as Lord Jesus Christ, he stands as a son. So then he is a son of the, of the father, which is God. So God is God over him. And if this is true, then there is an impartation, the work of the Holy Ghost, based on that agreement. That is how faith comes. I'll teach you tonight. That's how faith comes. If the two don't, you see, two must agree before there is a release. The witness. Provenance taught us that in the Trinity, the manifestation is in two. There are three, but the manifestation is always in two, which means the three agree. Two comes out to, man, to testify. Can you see that? Yeah. Okay, let's continue. All right. So would impart to us the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through our deepening intimacy with him. Through our deepening intimacy with him. What do you see again? Partakers of the divine nature. When they work out, we come in. How do we come in? Through the word. Can you see it? Hey, Jesus. So we actually partake through the word. And without the word was not anything made that was made. The Bible, the Bible confirms and testifies it, itself. I don't know if you're seeing. We saw the Godhead right from here. Right? When we were about coming in, we had to come in through the Son, the Word. What does it mean? No one gets to the Godhead except through the Son, except through the Word. So he said, I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, Pam would impart to us the riches of actually his wisdom. Yeah. But when is the Holy Ghost who will show it? Oh. 
then it's the spirit of wisdom. So here, the Holy Ghost is showing two things, the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation. So what the Godhead wants to release is wisdom and revelation. But it must be done by the revealing of the spirit and we coming in by the word. Can you see that? Amazing. So this is 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4. Okay, let's pray. Say, Heavenly Father, Father, I pray pray that the light of God God, here, Mm -hmm. all of them are here. The light of God represents all of them. The Father is the light, the Son is the light, the Holy Ghost is the light. What would what would the knowledge, what would, what would they do for us? They will illuminate the eyes of our image. Otherwise, you can't get it. Otherwise, you can't get with this small head. You can't get it. <laughs> wow. So, that's why you must pray it well. Because it is loaded. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. We pray, we pray that, the light of God that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of our imagination. It will flood the eyes of our imagination. It will illuminate. It's the same thing. The eyes of our understanding and our imagination. Flooding us with light. So much light until we experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. Hold on. Without the workings of the Godhead, you cannot understand. You will not know the hope of his calling. You will never know. So you can be a Christian and you've not come to the full revelation of his calling. What is that calling? That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance he finds in us, his holy ones. So he called us because when we came into Christ, he put his inheritance in us. What is that inheritance? Eternal life? The Holy Ghost? The Father? Jesus? And all of them, in essence, are one. So the the inheritance of God is himself in you. Oh, we learned it. The immanence of God. Right? How he he dwells in his creation. But he dwells fully in us. Because the 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 eternal life is Jesus Himself. And 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 is the Father Himself. That's what first John 5 says. You see? Uh Aha. And the Holy Spirit is God Himself. And in 2 Corinthians 3 17, thereabout, he said, The Lord is the Spirit. So the Spirit is the Lord. And the Lord is the Spirit. Can you see that? And the Spirit is the life-giving Spirit. So, they are one. So, what is God's inheritance? You see, you must understand this to stand bold. This is how faith comes. Remember, we learned about who is in you. Don't see eternal life separate. Holy Ghost separate. Father separate. Is that how we see it? How can your life be different from you? You cannot separate your life from you. He is one. Can you see that? So the eternal life is Jesus Christ. Eternal life is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the life of God. You see, you must understand it this way. And the Father is life by himself. Because in beginnings, God existed. Life, he existed. So he by himself was life. Can you see that? So what is the wealth? To know the hope of his calling. The hope of his calling. See, literally like he called you, called you, and he put himself in you. So he's in you and he's expecting to take himself out of you. He's in you. At the same time, he's outside you. And he's the treasure in you. And one day, he's looking forward for that treasure. He's treasure for himself. Is that true? We read it in Jeremiah 23, 23. He said, I am near, but I am far off. 
So he's in you and he's in heaven. So in you is his treasure. So he called us into Christ so he can put himself. Because God is looking for a container to release himself into. And he's so happy to see himself in another container. Didn't you see what the Bible says in the book of Colossians chapter 2? The Bible says, for it pleased God that his fullness dwell in Christ. It pleased him. It pleased him that his fullness dwell in Christ. So you see, as God pours himself into you, he's excited. Because you will be manifesting his glory. You too, you'll be manifesting his glory in a different way. You too, is glory in a different way. You too, is glory in a different way. And you see God's glory moving around, you know? You know when you cut a tail of an animal, the way it begins to jump, jump. Imagine you have cut plenty of tails. You will see gaga, gaga, gaga. That's how we express him. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear glory from you. You're excited. God calls it wealth. That he finds in us who? His holy ones. Now that I'm explaining, when we are praying, it, you pray it with joy. Look, he said, the Godhead must help you flood your imagination with understanding. Otherwise, you will not get it. Just like some of you are not getting it. Because it is, it is not, it doesn't make sense for you to say, I am in you and I'm out. And I am the treasure, I am in you. And what is in you is my treasure. And I'm waiting for you one day. Then I'll take the treasure. <laughs> so God treasures himself. But ultimately he treasures himself when it is in you in Christ. Because you are in Christ. In other words, God's treasure is himself in his son. When Jesus was on the earth, he was in heaven. I hope you know that. Yeah. The Holy Ghost came here. There. But this time around, nobody has told you. Let me tell you a secret. This time around, when the Holy Ghost came, he didn't stay there. He came in his fullness. He vacated heaven. So he's not in heaven. He is the atmosphere of heaven. In fact, he's the breath and the scent of heaven. Just like Jesus. But he risked it for us. Because he is the one who is going to adorn us with gold, diamonds, and jewels. God has gone ahead to prepare his bride, God, and prepare him for God. You are too loaded, you have no idea. You should be walking like this every day. He left heaven for you. You see the troubles you go through. It's a part of dressing you. Because there is something in you called the fruit of the spirit. Which is actually your main adornment. And it is not matured yet. So the Holy Ghost keeps helping you. And one of the ways to grow some of them is to go through trouble. Because if you don't go through trouble, you can't develop love. If you don't go through, in fact, you need to go through trouble to develop all. You don't go through problems, you can't develop kindness. You don't go through problem, you can't develop uh, uh, meekness. You don't go through problem, you can't develop love. You don't go through problem, you can't. You can't if, I don't, if I don't go through problem, do I need faith? So, problems are our stairs. That's why you should have a lot of wisdom to know. Instead of praying against some problems, you praise. Troubles propel you to praise. Because in praise, you don't think about the problem. In praise, you think about him. Can you see that? Remember, he's the treasure. If you worship him, you haven't done anything. Because he treasures himself. So for you to worship him is a privilege. Remember, before time, he was alone. The Bible calls it the mystery of fellowship. The three were together in one and they enjoyed their existence. They had no plans, trust me, until the father wanted to. Can you see that? And look, he did not reveal himself, boom, like that. He revealed himself like this, co, 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 co
until the full revelation came, Christ. <laughs> oh, how do I know the full revelation? Christ is the image of the invisible God. So Christ is the full revelation of him. Immediately he went away, the Holy Ghost, who is the spirit of Christ, also came in full revelation. Are we, are we speaking mysteries? Yes, sir. Do you understand it? Yes. You see, the point, God wants you to know that there's nothing you have that he cherishes. You are his righteousness not because of you, Christ. You are, First Corinthians one thirty, for Christ is unto us righteousness. Unto us, wisdom. Unto us, redemption. What do we have to offer? There's nothing we have to offer. That's how come God doesn't need any treasure. That's the reason why offering and tithe and all these things is nothing really he wants, but for your sake. <laughs> because he himself, he calls it the wealth. Go back. Okay, look at it. But of him are ye in Christ. Who of God is made unto us? He's of God, made of God. His kind, his nature is of God. But he's made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, redemption. So we are all these things unto God because of Christ. So there's nothing that you are by yourself. That's why he can't ask you money because you can't have it. You get it? If God wants you to give money for your sake, he wants to take you to a deeper level of faith to release something. Not because he needs it. Because he himself is his treasure. And he's the most valuable person that you can ever find. Go back to Ephesians. So we are explaining. Okay. Look at it. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance. He calls the wealth glorious inheritance, which is God himself in you. God himself in you. He finds us. We didn't find him. Charlie, he finds it in us. <laughs> you know there's a song? You know that song? Yeah. He called us. We did not call ourselves. That's why you always must see Jesus as your father, but on earth, your master. Yeah. He calls us his holy ones. Okay, 19. I won't explain again. Let's pray. He said, We pray that we will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to us through faith. Then our lives say then our lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through us. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. Amazing. Amazing. You know what God expects to, to run through you? He said, all his mighty power. He only needs you to be an advertisement. All right, Colossians. Say, Heavenly Father, we pray that we'll receive the perfect knowledge of God's pleasure over our lives, making us reservoirs of every kind of wisdom and spiritual understanding. We pray that we'll walk in the ways of true righteousness pleasing God in every good thing we do then we will become fruit bearing branches yielding to his life yielding to his life yielding to his life 
and maturing in the rich experience of knowing God in his fullness in the name of Jesus. We pray that we'll be energized with all with all his explosive power from the realm of his magnificent glory. Who are we talking about here? The father. Ephesians is the father of all glory. Now, here it tells you that he, he's in a realm. Yes, sir. Oh, he's the only one that has all glory. Yeah. You know there's a place called the excellent glory? The Bible says, and God spoke to Moses from the excellent glory. See, because there are different levels of glory. But there's one called the, the, you see, the way you hear God's voice depends on your death. Yeah, your death of knowledge in him. You can hear his voice, maybe through a man, that's how you only hear his voice. You can just hear his voice maybe through visions. You can also hear his voice right in his presence. He speaks and you are there. That's what happened to John. The last day, he was in the presence. He's, God summons you in his presence. He talks to you. For some, he must talk to him in dream. That's another level. For some, he must talk to him in vision. That's another level. For some, he must talk to him in the Logos. That's another level. For some, he must talk through Edwin to him. That's another level. For some, he must talk to, to you through writings on, on Trotro. Or something. So these are levels of how he talks to men. But they are deeper. Look at Papa Edeboye is praying and Jeremiah appears. Not an angel. Jeremiah appears to come and give him information. Professor Du is preaching and Paul appears and says, ah, this is the information we have. You see, God has levels. You are, you are praying until so you can see an angel to give you a message. But Daniel didn't struggle. You see, that's the level he, went, he was in. He's there. He's even sitting on a horse with, his, with some of his um, people. And then an angel will appear. And he's the only person that will see. Can you see that? Yeah. God is taking us deeper. I don't know how hungry. You see, you need to know some of these things. This is what propels you to, go, to, have, to want to have deeper intimacy with him. If you are, you are okay with the ordinary, that's okay. Even remember that when Saul met Jesus, he's the only one that saw him. Even though he was not, he was not doing the right thing, the man's heart, according to Philippians 4, the man's heart desired godliness. The guy was hungry for something. He saw Jesus. The other people only heard his voice and they fell. But Paul saw him. Because that's what the Bible says. He said, I saw him on the way of Damascus. That's Paul's own account. Oh, Jesus. Are you understanding all the things we are sharing? Do you know, demons can control you if all you have is the word in your head. They'll control you. It's in all your heart. If it's in your heart, they can't control you. They're afraid of you. Because it is from your heart that reality comes. Are you with me? If you see a believer who is controlled by a demon or a devil, that person can know the word of God. But the word is not in his heart. The word is in his head. That is why God emphasizes on meditations. Which means that the word doesn't automatically get into your heart. And I told you that the longest distance is from your head to your heart. You see? So sometimes when the thing is too much, David will say, seller. That means wait. Ponder over it. Ponder. Ponder. Let it sink in. Because if the thing doesn't get into your heart, I don't care how much scriptures you can memorize. Satan is not afraid of you. When you, because when we don't talk from the head, we speak from the heart. 
We make declarations from the heart. We pray from the heart. Are you getting the flow? So we are saying these things so that it gets into your heart. And the reason why we pray it every day is so that every day, don't just look at it. Say it. Let it get into your heart. Then it will make meaning. If the word of God, look, the Bible says, let the word of God richly. He used the word richly. Richly dwell. Richly dwell in you. Okay? I watched a video of uh, a young man who was just a church guy. I don't know if he was born again, but he was controlled by, by some three spirits in him. And, and the guy said correctly, he said he, he just know your book in his head. He said, we even help him to keep the book in his head. Yeah. They help him to keep the information of the book in his head, but they stop him from pushing it into his heart. So they always make him angry. They make him angry. So he doesn't have time for meditation. He doesn't even sit. But when you are quoting scripture, he can quote, he can quote, he can quote. Yet it's life. So you have to deliver him. Don't joke with the word of God. Okay? All right. Last one. Then our hearts. Uh -huh. Heart, not mind. You must renew your mind for the word to sink into your heart. That's the gateway. Your mind is the gateway out and in. From your inside, it must go through your mind out. And from inside, it must go through your mind inside. So your mind is the gateway. It is not the, it's a means to an end. But if it is not renewed, it can't get in. Neither can anything come out. So he said, then our heart can soar with joyful gratitude. Some of us, we are not joyful. We are never joyful. You can count the number of times you are happy than you are joyful. In fact, you don't even understand what joyfulness means. So even if you don't exhibit it, you don't even know. Please listen to me carefully. And then he said, then our heart can soar, fly. Your heart will fly with joyful gratitude. How? When we think of how God made us worthy to receive the glorious inheritance given to us by living the life. Here too. The glorious what? Inheritance. So the same thing. Okay? Uh -huh. Now when you know this, first of all, you must know you live in the light. Why do you know you live in the light? Because the word says so. The word says you are a child of the light and a child of day. So how do I know I'm living in the light? The word says I'm in the light. So even though the word says so, you should be conscious. Conviction. Conviction. See, the reason why you think sometimes there's darkness over you, you are in darkness, is because you have never accepted the fact that you are a child of light. And if you are a child of the light, the nature of that light is it shines in darkness and darkness comprehends it not. You get it? I believe every day in my life that there's no darkness that can overwhelm me. Yeah. I am not a temporal light. My nature is eternal. Huh? Yes, you see, you, you have been taught dark and even God doesn't like darkness. So when he was, about, when he, he was fixing the earth, the first thing he did was to bring light to separate from the darkness. So that they, they can be separate from darkness. Huh? He said the light separated the day from the darkness or the night. That's what Genesis said. And God called the light day and darkness he, he called night. And the evening and morning came. Go, go to verse um, 4. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light. He divided from. From. So if God says, I am the light, Charlie, I am, I am separate from darkness. Understand the word of God. You see, there's a mindset of thinking, there's a time you enter into your darkness, and you enter into the night. Even the Bible says, the coming of Jesus, 
as a thief, that's not how it's going to come to us. Because we are not the children of night. But we are the children of day. So you see, it takes, you can know the word of God. If it doesn't enter into your heart, there's no conviction. And if there's no conviction, faith will be troubled. Because <laughs> the thing is in your head. The word of God is not known. School knowledge, school, academic knowledge is in the head. Look, 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 look. I do these things sometimes to you. To sell you. To make sure that you're not just listening. Because that's not why we came. We came here to make sure that word, even if it is one rema, that will find its way into your heart. It will build up faith. What will faith do to you? Look at yesterday. Faith will distinguish you. You're set apart. You're moed. <laughs> it's in your faith. Your divine appointment is in your faith. Because there must be believing. Can you see that? Yes, sir. Say, I can never be in darkness. I can never be in darkness. No, 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 no. If things are not going well, don't ever think darkness. You believe what people have said. Not the word of God has said. God says, I'm the light. And if I'm the light, my behavior is that I cannot be held onto by darkness. That's the word, catalambano. Darkness cannot lay. You see, I'm shining. It cannot lay. That's why if somebody is possessed with devil, believe this, he can't touch you. He can run close to you. Look, do you know they appreciate and they know their darkness? Watch some of the testimonies where they deliver people. They will tell you. Why, you tell them, why can't you touch me? They will tell you because you are light. And we are dark. They, they, even they, are, they, they have conviction. But the believer doesn't have conviction. Tomorrow he speaks the language of, the, of demons. Because things are not going well. I told you. Sometimes things don't go well. To help the fruit of the spirit to be produced into maturity. It's not every trouble that is the devil. You count it all joy. That is how we endure it. So you see, the power of enduring the trouble, which actually came to help your fruit to grow, is endurance. But the gateway of endurance is faith. The gateway for endurance to come is faith. That's what James said. He said, when your faith is tested, so when trouble shakes your faith like this, Charlie, watch out, something is coming out. That thing is called endurance, which means you are about to go through something. But that thing will regret ever showing up. Because some endurance is being built. You become unshakable. You become unmovable. Are you listening? That's when people ask you, hey, you are going through this and you can stand like that. But the first step was what? Faith. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up in you the power of endurance. Faith is the gateway to all things. Faith is the gateway to salvation. Faith is the gateway to grace. Faith is the gateway to receiving everything. In fact, faith is the gateway to love. Yes, your living, the gateway is faith. Your seeing, your gateway is faith. Without faith, you are blind. Without faith, you are dying. <laughs> Without faith, you are handicapped. Without faith, your heart is hardened. Without faith, you are crippled. Without faith, you have no life. Without faith. But when we enter into heaven, we don't need faith. We have entered into the realities of realities. What does it mean? Faith actually brings you the reality. Hebrews 11.1 TPT. Is that faith brings the reality to you. What is the reality? The reality is God. So once we enter into God in eternity, do you need faith again? Because we have entered into reality. Look at it. Now faith brings hope. Our hope into what? Reality. What is reality? Truth. What is truth? Jesus. 
What is Jesus? The word. Look, it's a cycle. It's a cycle. The word produces faith. Faith produces. Can you see that? You see, when you start from the word, you will end with the word. When you break down the word, the first thing you see from the word is faith. Why? Faith brings what is in the word. Okay. The word of God is potential. It has all things, all solutions. It has everything you ever need. But it doesn't come out in this world. So it takes faith. Who comes to you from the word by the Holy Ghost? So he can now lay hold and give you consciousness and awareness, okay? That something exists in the word. So it becomes a bridge and now pulls it. When you believe, it comes to you. Can you see that? Once you see the word, don't look far. Faith is close. In fact, it is inside. Faith rests in the word. Remember, it is stimulated by what? Hearing. So faith is always residing in the word. Once you decide to hear, oh, I love what was said to Daniel. The day you wanted to understand, you see, something supernatural came. Faith brings our hopes into reality. You see, right now, I said the only hope we have is what? The coming of Jesus. Okay. One day, that hope will be brought into reality. How do I know? Christ will come. The same way. Whatever you need, which your eye cannot see, faith will bring that hope into reality. You will see it tangibly. This is what excites me. So nothing moves me. If trouble wants to come to me, I don't see trouble as men see trouble. I see trouble because perhaps I lack some endurance. That's why I'm misbehaving. <laughs> or my faith is not well shaken yet. So my faith is now being shaken by I don't have cash on me. By my landlord says this. So my faith is being shaken. Instead of praying against the shakening, endure. Allow endurance to come out. When the endurance came, that trouble that showed up would salute you. Do you know, your endurance, like, you know, you are firm. You are pushed, you can't go. Yeah. Yeah. You need a greater trouble. But you are not shaking because when troubles came, you dealt. That's how David lived his life. A bear came, he killed. A lion came, he killed. Goliath came, killed. But I keep telling you, if it is God. So that trouble like this. Since it was God, you overcame. If it grows up like this, since it is God that made you, you over. So you see, your faith is in the word of God. Can you see that? Without the word of God, you have nothing to look into. To live the life. So troubles, if you are here, you are going to any trouble. Don't cry. Yes, sir. Don't shake yourself. Yes, sir. Be excited. Yes. You look at the trouble, you say, trouble! Oh. In a moment, my endurance will show up. Oh. But do you know what the Bible says? It says, allow endurance to have its full work. That means don't interrupt it. Look at it. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up in you the power of endurance. Go on. And he said, and then as your endurance even grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. So faith is the beginning of my perfection. Faith is the beginning of my perfection. Because within the flow of faith is endurance. But endurance also contains something. Without faith, that thing that is in endurance, endurance won't come. Without faith, my, my perfection will never happen. Can you see this? Yes, sir. Go on, King James. Is somebody learning something? Yes, sir. Faith is the beginning of what? My perfection. Because endurance will be created. 
Something is in the audience for me. So the Bible says, don't interrupt it. Allow it. Look, let patience have its perfect work. Let it have its perfect work. So don't interrupt. Don't even pray against it. Otherwise, you interrupt the endurance process. It won't grow. What it means is that that thing that is contained in endurance, you won't get it. Which means you will not land in perfection. So look, in the next 10 years, when the same trouble rises, it will overcome you. Because you never endured and perfected it. Once you perfect it, you become a master over it. In the next 10 years, when it shows up again, because you did it, you know the strategy. <laughs> you know the strategy. You know how to start the game. So you kill it. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Yeah. When David perfected killing lions, when he came before Saul, when he was asked a question, he didn't say anything about what he has perfected. He said, I'm a young boy in Migdal Ida. David killed the lions. Now, when a giant showed up, he gave his credentials. He didn't say, oh, my father will help me to do that. Oh, no, no, no. He said, I kill lions. I'm a lion killer. Ah. He said, when the lion takes, he said, I open them and I take them. He has perfected taking animals from the mouth of lions. So that's why he said, that's why he commonized. He commonized Goliath. He said, look, guy, you, are, you are coming to me with, with sword ah, on circumcised Philistine. But Goliath has also perfected killing men by sword. So he also told David, are you coming against me with this thing? Am I a bird? So everybody is talking about their perfection. Let your perfection be in God. <laughs> so when you are giving your credentials, you say, in Christ, I win. You are saying, Pastor Chris, when he goes for, God told him when he goes for crusades, you should just talk about the testimonies, the, the things that God has done for him. Once he says it, demons will know that, hey, hey, we can't deal with this guy. May you have testimonies. And yesterday we learned, how does testimony come to you? By faith. By faith. Can you see that? Yes. Are we learning? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Say spirit of faith. The Lord said to me, it was a quick revelation, quick insight, around 6.5, this is 6.05. He said to me, and I believe those kind of revelations because they are amazing. He said, when faith comes to you from the word or by the word, it gets the work done, not based on what I wanted, but by the efficacy of the word. Because the word works. And the word is the finished work. And the finished word. Do you understand? I will explain. I'm praying for this phone. That's what I'm praying for. So I look into the word of God. And I get a word. And inside that word, faith comes. So I can get this. Right? Yes. Now, God is saying that you got this not because of this. You got this because of the word. Because the property of the word is that it is, a, it is finished work. So it did the finished work because faith in itself is finished work. So the word actually manifested into faith that came to you. That is what you used in getting this. So actually, when faith comes to you, you already have gotten this. The evidence of things not seen. So I got this, not necessarily because I prayed. Not necessarily because the centurion didn't pray. The woman with the issue of, she didn't pray. Huh? Yes, the, the Canaanite woman, she didn't pray. She was even arguing with Jesus. They said, Jesus, sake. Yet, Jesus said, he said something about them. Great faith, great faith. Huh? Yes. And he said, the faith has done it for them. Yes. Why? Because they believed in him. Who is the word? They came to him because of him. Are you, are you getting it? So their faith were aroused because of him. The woman with the issue of blood said it. If I might 
Of whom? Him. Not everybody. Him. Because I have heard of him. Who is he? The word made flesh. And the word already is God's work. Can you see it? So not because I prayed or not because God knows that I wanted this so much. But because the word by itself works. So the efficacy of the word is manifested and released by faith. When I decide to hear, you get it? So until you believe the word, forget your faith. Until you believe the word, you don't walk by faith. Because it only comes. Let me show you the process. Open to 2 Corinthians 4, 13, which we all know. Say, so we have the same spirit of faith. We have the same spirit of faith. The original says we have. We have it. Now, the word having here, the meaning is the same, but in the Greek is different. It's not like lambano. Okay? This having, the Greek is echo. The echo you know, sound echo. That's the Greek word. Which means possess. That one alone is powerful from here. Let's go on. So Paul is saying that we possess the, the same spirit of faith, which means he's, he's comparing to someone. So I'll show you who he was comparing to. So we have the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, not believed, we also believe now. Now. And what? Therefore, speak. So I believe now. I speak now. Okay? I'm going to take my time to run through for you. Now, according to a lot of Bible scholars, because the spirit here is small s, they say that it is not the Holy Spirit. But I beg to differ. Now, have you heard of this statement? In the spirit of in the spirit of something, in the spirit of Christmas, in the spirit of the celebration, that means the attitude of a thing. You get it? So this is in twofold. So both school of thoughts are right. So it is the attitude of a thing. Okay. Now, the reason why he's saying that is because he was comparing something that has been written already, which means somebody did this. Somebody believed and spoke. So Paul is saying that in that same spirit, me too, I'm believing, I'm speaking. You, you get it now? Do you know who said this? David. Now, this scripture was written when they were all going through trouble. Psalm 116. Ma, 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 ma. Verse 10. Read everybody. I okay. So he spoke because he believed and spoke because he was greatly afflicted. Can you see that? Yes, now, Paul also said the same thing because he was also greatly afflicted. So let's notice something here. David was afflicted. It means he went through troubles. Now, in the Bible, when they say affliction, you haven't seen one, you. You haven't seen any in Ghana. <laughs> I'm not even sure even your parents who have become born again. Affliction. Persecution. Tribulation. That's what tribulation I don't want to mention. <laughs> Do you know what tribulation means in, Greek, in the Greek? Tribulation means that you put a man down. That's the illustration. Like you lie down, your face is facing up by a mountain. And then a huge machine will, will break a huge rock from the mountain up like this and land on you. Boom! Until your life comes out. So when a man 
is going through tribulation, it means his life is coming out. You've gotten to the point when your life is out. You haven't been there. Fasting is not tribulation. <laughs> Prayer is not tribulation. <laughs> you want to preach and they pour water on you. You haven't seen anything yet. You can call those ones affliction or, you know, affliction, some kind of sicknesses, some pain, some, you know, yeah. But the affliction was amazing. Oh. One day, David was fooling around and God spoke through a madman. David and his entourage were going and David did something wrong. God spoke through and corrected David through the madman. What did he do? He picked stones, hitting David and his entourage. David, the soldier said, David, allow us to kill him. David said, no, for all you know, God is speaking through him. The man knew God, he knows that God can use any situation to talk to him. So he said, we all with the same spirit, right? So, so he was going through a tr- trouble, okay? Now let me show you something. Go to 2 Corinthians, the same 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8. Let's do from 8 to 13. TPT. And the saints of God will say, Amen. Amen. He said, from verse 8, Though we experience every kind of pressure, hmm, we are not crushed. Pressure won't crush you. In the name of Jesus. I said, pressure will not crush you. In the name of Jesus. See, the Bible already gives you an idea. So you are going through pressure, Alex. You are going through pressure today. You are go- Just look at the end of the story. The story is that it won't crush me. That's, your, that's actually faith. Response to the word. Otherwise, your mind will be in between the process. It's painful to stay in the process. It is easier to stay in the beginning and the end. Oh... Can I say that again? It is difficult being in the process. But easier being in the beginning and in the end. Because you just know how the thing started and then how it will end. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-L Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny. Daniel Jedu for videos. You can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International Contact Services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.